Welcome to Franchise Voice from the International Franchise Association. I'm Jack Munson, and joining me today as moderator is Eric Johnson from the IFA Foundation. Hey, Eric, how are you? I'm doing great, Jack. Thanks so much. I can't wait to hear you and your guests talk about VetFran today, so go ahead and bring them on in. Yeah, so today I'm delighted to be joined by Steve White, President and CEO of PuroClean. Steve, how are you today? I'm great, Eric. Thanks for having me. Excellent. You know, as we're in 2022 Veterans Day here, I want to just get some, hear about your story and then talk about what it means to be a veteran. Uh, Give us a little bit of background. What inspired you to join the U.S. Army? Well, my dad was a Michigan Army National Guard guy. So I started off as an enlisted man, eventually became an officer, went through officer candidate school, became an officer. And I had, my dad was my hero and I had tremendous respect for my dad. And um, I probably would have enlisted myself on my own, but I was very fortunate and I won a college scholarship from the army. And that was my ticket to college. So I went to college first, old Northern Michigan University. And then on graduation day, when everybody else wore a cap and gown, I wore a uniform. And they pinned lieutenant spars to my shoulders and gave me orders to Fort Benning, Georgia. And I owed the Army the next four years of my life. I did six years. And then I got out to start my business career. Awesome. What are some of the places you got to see and were stationed while serving in the Army? Well, I was initially at Fort Benning, as I said, for training. And then over half of my time in service, more than three years, was spent in Germany. So it was an old town called Friedberg, just 30 kilometers due north of Frankfurt, Germany, and uh, had an incredible experience there. And then came back, and then my final duty station was Fort Carson, Colorado, the 4th Infantry Division. So this, when you were in Germany, this is during the last years of the Cold War, if I'm not mistaken. So being stationed in Germany was more than just a European vacation. It was actually a real duty station, huh? It was, yeah, it was pretty tense. I mean, nobody shot at me, but it was, it was still a divided Germany and uh, the, uh, the Soviet Union was right on the other side of the fence. And, you know, several times a year, we would have to uh, go up to our defense positions and walk them and update our maps and those kind of things. And so there were a lot of tensions. There weren't, there wasn't a lot of shooting, but there were a lot of tensions in that world. That's awesome. Steve, can you share a fond memory or two, maybe, of your time in uniform? Something that brings a smile when you think back to it? Yeah, you know, I think I, as much as we accomplished, and we accomplished a lot, I think what we all miss is the camaraderie, right? You build relationships with people, and you learn very early on in the uh, in the Army, at least my experience was, you know, there are all kinds of people there, right? There are all kinds of uh I'm from the northern United States. There were white, there were black, there were Puerto Rican people, there were a lot, and there were all kinds of, but you know, once we put that uniform on, we were all just little green men. And uh, we kind of came together as a brotherhood. And that, that's really one of the big things that I take away from it. I mean, I, I take a tremendous amount away from my army experience, but you know, I have had a wonderful adventure. My oldest son was born in Frankfurt, um, I, and uh, and and I it was my first time significantly outside of the United States to see a different part of the world, and it really expanded my horizons. So, 
you know, I, I, those are great memories for me. I certainly imagine having served in the Marine Corps myself, I understand the, the mixture of people you hang out with and uh, the friendships you build. You mentioned your oldest son being born in Germany. Um, has, have any of your children sought a career in uniform? They have not. And uh, they flirted with it. And uh, they both chose, I have two sons, they both chose to go in different directions. The, the oldest one turns to be an incredibly good competitive shooter, but he never donned the uniform. Okay. Do you keep in touch with any of your friends from the Army? I do. I had uh, one assignment. I was a company executive officer and my company commander and I had a really strong bond. And years later, his final assignment before retiring was as the professor of military science at my alma mater. And the guy ended up buying a house three blocks away from my parents' house. And uh, when I go back to my hometown uh, on a regular basis, we still get together and have coffee. That's awesome. That's, that's excellent. Why did you eventually leave the Army? You said you did six years. So what uh, inspired you to take off the uniform and move on to your next adventure? Yeah, I never really saw myself as, as a lifer, as a true career guy. I mean, I tried really hard to uh, do everything that a career guy would do. But um, but I I saw my future in business, and and you know if you're at least in my day, if you were a good young army officer, the corporate recruiters would come after you in year three or four, and they came all the way to Germany to try and recruit us out of the army and take us into a into Fortune one thousand companies, and and it really got my attention, and I and I thought it was something I wanted to pursue, and eventually did. Okay. Steve, as a veteran, it's been more than 30 years now since you've worn the uniform. What does Veterans Day mean to you? Well, it means it's an important day for us to honor everyone who has served our country in the military. Um, it's a big, it's a big sacrifice, it's a big commitment. Um, I really like what I heard someone say one time that. When you take that oath and you become a member of our military forces, you're signing a blank check to your country for up to and including your life. And, uh, and we hope that very few of us have to give up our life in defense of our country and our, and our, our freedom and our way of life. Um, but it does happen. And, um, and so when somebody makes an, a, a commitment that big and, when all of us collectively continue to defend not only the freedoms and lifestyles we have here, but try and help so many other peoples around the globe uh, have a better way of life. Um, I just, I just think that that is service that's worth recognizing for one day a year. Sure. How do you plan on spending this Veterans Day? Any special plans? I don't have special plans. I'll usually wear something pretty patriotic. You know, I'm an old school black boot army guy. I'm kind of thinking about uh, shining up an old pair of boots and blousing my dress slacks into them. <laughs> but, but having a flag pin on my lapel is not a special occasion. I have that. 
um, wearing a wearing a Vetran pin or something like that is not all that special to me. I wear those. I mean, I wear them pride with great pride, but I wear them pretty frequently. So, sure. you know, I'll, I'll take some time and, um, you know, salute that. Uh, I don't have as big an opportunity on on Veterans Day usually. More so Memorial Day when we really salute those who gave their lives in service to the country. You'll always find my family at a Memorial Day remembrance someplace near my home. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You mentioned shining your boots. I'm glad that I came in with the more recent generation where we got rid of the black boots and no more polishing. <laughs> it uh, saves a lot of time that way. Uh, you know, about 7% of the U.S. population, roughly 18 million men and women, are veterans of our armed forces. Have you found a way to mentor any of the younger generation or give back in some way? You know, I think um, I haven't had much opportunity to do one-on-one -on -one mentoring. But I go to events whenever I can where I have the opportunity to speak to veterans. And I'm always happy to talk to them one-on-one -on -one there. In a bigger, more general way, I've been very involved with IFA's VetFran initiative for more than 15 years. And uh, most recently was was chair of that committee until February of this year. And, and so, uh, and, and I think that that, I think VetFran plays a really important role in, in helping military veterans, right? Because our, our military has tried harder on helping service members transition to a positive civilian life. But most of what you see them do are things like resume writing skills and interviewing skills. And those are skills to get a job. Those are not skills to own a business. And, you know, VetFran, what we do at VetFran exists to help military veterans discover the opportunity to to own their own business through the vehicle of franchising. And so that work has always been near and dear to my heart and I've been very involved in that and absolutely love what we do there. Awesome. So you left the army, you've had recruiters after you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, your career since then and how you feel that you were prepared for a career in business after leading troops. I found the uh, the biggest lie that I'm glad I did not listen to is you're a soldier. This is business. Nothing you learned in the Army has application to success in business. That was the big lie. I'm sure the person who told it to me fully believed that that was true. What I found through my practical experience was none of that was true. Almost everything, except for shooting machine guns, that I learned as a soldier had direct application to business and success in business. And it's, and it's, it's not just me. I think it's any military veteran has the opportunity to apply those principles and then see themselves be successful in business. As a trained machine gunner myself, I, uh, I wish I could find a job that someone would pay me to shoot 50 cal all day long. <laughs> Man, I love that 50 caliber machine gun, brother. Yeah, that's a, I'll tell you what, it was it was fun to let the big dog bark. Yeah. Talk about some suppressive fire. That's right. So uh, what other roles in franchising have you had prior to PuroClean? Well, you know, I worked my way all the way up. I, I, I came out, my uh, secondary specialty in the Army was logistics management. And that's really why people in business were interested in me initially is because of that background. 
So I was an army trained logistician and, and my first job in franchising was in a division of Domino's pizza that sold equipment and supplies to the franchisees. And the problem was we were growing at an incredible pace. We were opening more than 400 new Domino's a year in the United States. And the biggest slowdown in trying to get them open was being able to pull together all the equipment and supplies you needed and get them to the right place at the right time so they could get a new store open. And so they had a division called equipment and supply that did that. And so I walked, I walked right into 60,000 square feet of warehouse with 3000 stock keeping units of inventory. That was everything you needed to open a Domino's pizza store. And I mean, everything. I don't mean just restaurant equipment. I mean, pencils and pens and uniforms. And your contractor couldn't get our signature red ceramic brick tile uh, flooring. I had a few, I had a few pallets in stock. And I mean, we had everything. And uh, we could put two complete store packages on one 47 foot trailer. And I had 10 of those trailers constantly crisscrossing the U.S. bringing out new store packages. So that was, and then I, I eventually went on to other projects at Domino's. Um, and then I left there after about five and a half years, although it seemed like about 30 years. We, we call them dog years back then because, I mean, 400 new stores a year, we were doing in a year what it would take other franchise companies six or seven years to do. And uh, so we call them the dog years of Domino's Pizza. I went on to a franchise called Allegra. It's a commercial printing franchise. Uh, we later bought Signs Now. And I was very involved with that. I was there almost 20 years. And I went from uh, national sales manager was my first position. I think I was promoted like seven times in 20 years. And I, you know, I ended up as chief operating officer and president of one of our multiple brands for some years. And then I thought I could retire and did. And I was very happily retired for a whole 15 months. And then on, on one nice day, my phone rang out of the clear blue sky and it was this company called PuroClean. And I, frankly, I wasn't even sure what they really did. And they uh, they were asked to talk to me and I wasn't really interested. But, you know, over the course of a couple months uh, of discussions, they eventually won me over and got me to, to come here and uh, move to South Florida, which my wife likes a whole lot. <laughs> and, uh, and I've been here for nine years and I'm having the time of my life. Um, I mean, I've really fallen in love with this brand. You know, it's a brand that does important work, right? Every day, things happen with water, fire, mold, things, damages to structures, to, and that's where people either work or live. And they can't work or live there again until a PuroClean comes and does their work and cleans it up and makes it safe for human habitation again. And so it's really, really important work. And you know, I feel blessed to be a part of that work at this stage of my career. Having a blast. Sounds fun. Uh, you know, now that you're, quote unquote, the commander in chief of Pure Clean, tell us about your uh, how your company works with veterans within your system. Well, first of all, we want to attract uh, military veterans um, because we think very highly of them, not just because of their service to our country, but um, but also because um, they really fit our model really well, right? You think about what you learn in the military. You uh, 
learn how to follow a system. We call them standard operating procedures or SOPs. You know, here we call it our franchise system. And military veterans are really good at following a system and, and achieving success by following that system. Um, we find that they have a really strong work ethic. Uh, I know when I first got out of the Army, I would be at my office at Domino's Pizza at uh, 6.30 every morning wondering where the heck everybody else was. <laughs> took me a while to, to acclimate till people people not starting work till 8 30 or 9 o'clock in the morning i thought half the day was done by then exactly <laughs> so um so um so our we find military veterans have the ability to follow our system have an amazing work work ethic there are not a place a lot of places in the world that teach leadership you certainly don't see that in many colleges um but the United States military in every branch teaches leadership. So we have, they are good leaders and um, they were attracted to the military because of its sense of mission and taking care of our, our country. But Puroclean offers them a sense of mission of taking care of their local community and, you know, coming against water, fire, mold damage and those, those kinds of things. And so we find that for those reasons, um, military veterans make really, really good Puroclean franchise owners. To encourage veterans to become owners within the system, I know you have a discount. Uh, how large is it and how many veterans take advantage of that? Um, well, we offer a 20% discount off of our franchise fee and every military veteran that comes along takes advantage of that. That's a better question would be, how many veterans are in your system right now? Off the, you know, roughly. You know, we have a hard time. We know the, the newer ones, but, you know, military veterans are a pretty humble group of people, whenever we ask them to stand up and, you know, are you, you know, let us know if you're a military veteran. A lot of them don't like doing that. They're like, you know, I served when I served, I served for my reasons. You know, I'm not looking to be celebrated and honored and all that stuff. You know, let me, let me just do my thing. But I know we got a lot. I know we're adding more. Uh, it was really fun for me last year. I had, I knew among the new veterans that had joined us, we had two who had served more than 30 years each and had retired as army colonels and then immediately started a, a pure clean franchise in different states. And every year at our convention, we have a what we call a rookie breakfast where we get all the people who are new since last convention together for a breakfast and talk about being a successful franchise owner. And, and after the breakfast, I got to put these two guys together and they didn't even know each about each other, right? And I just said, hey, guys, come on over here. Uh, Colonel Skelf, this is Colonel Armstrong. Colonel Armstrong, this is Colonel Skelf. And then I just took a half a step back and I watched them immediately. They knew people in common. They came together as military brothers, you know, and they still talk to each other. And it it's a really neat experience, but, but it's not an unusual experience with military veterans. Just connect them and they'll take it from there. Steve, are there any other thoughts on Veterans Day or veterans in general that you want to make sure you mention any Anything warm, close to your heart? If you're not a veteran and you see one on Veterans Day, um, we're not really asking for anything more than a, a handshake and a and a simple thank you. I think we're we're not going out of our way looking for it, but when we hear it, we certainly do appreciate it. Um, we did it. We all did it because of love of country, and we still love our country despite some of the some of the rough things that our military veterans have been through. Um, I think if you are a military veteran and you're considering franchising, if you'd really like to 
own your own business and live where you want to live. If you want a, a business vehicle that will take you back to the town you grew up in, or maybe a town you were stationed in that you really loved. If you want to be able to go where you want to go and start your own business and call your own shots, then franchising is something you should really consider. And um, you should uh, go to our website, vetfran.org. And it's got a ton of resources for military veterans about military veterans, about franchise concepts that want to have military veterans as, as franchise business owners and their systems about all kinds of things. And so I really encourage people to visit that website and learn about it. And it's just our service, right? Um, VetFran is part of IFA's uh, nonprofit educational foundation. And I love it. It, it also, the educational foundation also houses our diversity initiatives, our franchising gives back initiatives, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and I've gone from being the chair of VetFran to now uh, having recently been elected the vice chair of the Educational Foundation. So in a year and a half, I'll become the chair of the foundation. And then I'll, you know, still consider myself in overwatch for VetFran. In this in this new position, but also another initiative, other good initiatives that our foundation sponsors, and um, I think we do a lot of good things for people for the right reasons. And so, if you're if you're looking for an opportunity, come and check us out. If if you're a franchise and you're not involved with VetFran, I encourage you to do that. It's a really easy thing to do, and um, it's a very robust site. It's a really excellent initiative for connecting military veterans to franchise companies. And if you're a really successful uh, franchise company, I would also invite you to consider making a donation to that nonprofit uh, educational foundation. If you can, if you'd like to, you can designate your, your, um, your contribution to be strictly for VetFran, or maybe you're in interested in diversity or something like that. But it's a great way to give back and do it through a new nonprofit. Absolutely. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's been great chatting with you and hearing a little bit more about your story. I always enjoy when we get to spend time together. If you're listening and you want to learn more about VetFran, uh, as you said, go to VetFran.org. We're also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, and keep up with some of the activities that we have going on throughout the year there. Thanks, Eric and Steve, for a great conversation today. And thanks to everyone for listening to Franchise Voice from the IFA. For more information on the International Franchise Association, please visit franchise.org.